It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast where three hosts agree to go to a team happy hour and only two show up. You can decide which person didn't show up. I mean... It was RDT. He didn't show up. Another episode coming at you this week. It's the aforementioned RDT. It's myself, Darius Mike. It's Banks. Boys, great to talk to you as always. We're heading into All-Star Game Week for Major League Baseball. We're going to do an All-Star Things draft presented by Thru, which is about as open-ended as any draft we've had. It's just anything associated with an All-Star Game. Moments, things that happen, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that. But we open with the All-Star Game because we've talked about him all year, and he finally gets his dress reward. Cedric Mullins, the Orioles representative in the Midsummer Classic. He's had an incredible year. It's continued on throughout the last few weeks. It never slows down. Eric, you had some, some tweets. A couple of years ago, he got sent down to double-A after hitting 092, and now he's an all-star. It's a pretty incredible story. Yeah, I think he, 2019, he was like six for 64 in 22 games. Um, I mean, not good at all. Again, batting under 100. He was like, he was just terrible. He was really, really bad. Didn't, like I've talked about, didn't just get sent down, you know, to the minors. He got sent down two levels, which you don't really see. Um, and I feel like he was kind of a forgotten man because they had Austin Hayes and Santander and, and DJ Stewart and some of these other young you know, outfield guys. And he was kind of a forgotten guy after being, I mean, Adam Jones literally handed him the baton in center field and said, you know, take it and run young man. This, this is your spot now. And I don't know if he kind of, you know, w- was just counting on, on I'm going to show up and I'm going to have a job and I'm going to kill it because he, because he just didn't. And I don't know if he let the pressure get to him or what, but uh, like we've talked about all the credit in the world to him for not just like bouncing back, bouncing back in a huge way. He's fourth in the bigs and hits um, just got passed by Vlad jr. Tonight for the AL lead. He, he's just been awesome. And again, the, the canceling his stopping switch hitting in the off season and coming in and, and doing this is just, it's incredible. Um, I mean, he's making every play in the field. He's so much fun to watch every night. He, he's, he is the legitimate spark plug. He's, I think, Banks, I think you said it one, you know, one night on here is he's the best leadoff hitter that the Orioles have had since Brian Roberts in his heyday. And it, it's really not even up for discussion. Um, it, it's, it's well-deserved for him. It's awesome to see him get this, this, you know, nod. And he may, I I'm fully expecting him to start the all-star game. I think he will be Mike Trout's replacement uh, in center field. It, it just makes sense. And, and I think it's neat because he's not, he's not making the all-star team because every team needs to have a, a representative, which is the worst rule in sports pretty much. Yes, but he's he making the team because he's, he's that good of a player. So j- again, just the fact that he was named an all-star and, and, you know, the fans did show out and they voted for him. Uh, I thought, you know, good, good for him. I thought that was, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. I don't, I think uh, what's lost a little bit too, is you mentioned that Adam Jones passed him the, the baton, but in some ways, the organization kind of kind of said, "Hey, Adam Jones, we don't need you anymore. You know, we're going to start taking your your playing time away here and and give Mullen some time down the stretch of I guess it was the 2018 season. Yep. Um, and kind of phased him in. And and when it came time to decide whether or not to to extend Adam Jones or bring him back and keep him in the in the fold, um, they didn't in in support of giving Mullins that time. And um, you know, you said." maybe maybe Mullins took it for granted I think baseball is just hard you know 
it's just a hard sport. And so he came up and uh, he probably was maybe pressing a little bit and trying to, to really prove his worth and prove that he had truly earned that spot of taking over for such a revered character here in Baltimore. And, um, you know, things can happen quick. They can unravel for you. And it seems like it did. And, and to see somebody bounce back from that, I think says a lot about the guy's character and the, the guy's work ethic. And um, he's, he's definitely reaping the fruits of all that work this season. I think you made the key point, Eric. The what's great about him is it is not the pity All Star Game appearance. He's not Ty which, Wigginton. Yeah, yeah. Which, which happens, which ends up happening to a lot of guys. And not that there's anything wrong with that. You still have to have a good year. It's not as if they're you know they have to give it to somebody. But you know the best player on each team is is having it is having a you know a good year. But I mean, he really if you were if you were picking this by you know didn't do a fan vote, which fan vote for the starting spots is fine. Like people freak out about the All Star Game, but like. It's a fan thing. So let the fans vote on the starters. He would be a starter by merit. So you hope that he gets the honor with Trout out. Uh, by the way, uh, Angels were over 500 as of last week uh, with no Mike Trout. I don't know if we want to go back into that, but they just continue to do better without him playing. Um, the fact yeah. that you sent that text to us at 917 on Monday morning, like the morning after 4th of July just showed me like where, where you were mentally. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I saw that. I saw that tweet and I was like, yeah, there it absolutely is. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a deserved honor. Orioles obviously have nobody else on the team. Um, and they'll have Trey Mancini taking, taking part in the home run derby. So that will be nice uh, there. You feel for John means if he doesn't get hurt, he probably finds his way on this team somehow. If he continues to pitch the way he was pitching um, and you hope maybe he gets another chance in the future um, to put an all-star game on his resume. Because um, beyond, you know, some of the intricacies with the All-Star game, having someone from every team on it, still an honor to be on the team. Um, there's a lot of guys that just don't have a lot of All-Star appearances. Can you guys guess there's three guys with – four guys, excuse me, with seven-plus All-Star appearances that are on both of the teams. Can you name any of them? Seven-plus? Yep. That three are going to play? Three have seven, one has nine. No, that made the team. Uh, Trout's one. Trout is one. He has nine. Um, oh, sorry. There's six. I didn't look at the. I didn't look at the reserve wow. pitchers. Excuse me. I'm trying to think. Um, man, I didn't even really pay attention to who else made it. To be honest, one yeah. pitcher on the AL. You, I can just give them to you guys. Because I'm I, Nelson Cruz, seven All Star appearances. Wow, I didn't know he made it. That's awesome. Salvador Perez, seven All Star oh, appearances. I'm sick of him. Aroldis <laughs> Chapman, seven All Star. Oh, Guy's been trash. great. How could you not have him in the All Star game? Craig, <laughs> Craig Kimbrell, eight All Star appearances, and Buster Posey, seven All Star appearances. Hmm. Wow. So there you go. There you go. Good for them. The old yeah. heads showing up. Yeah, among people making their first all-star appearances, Fernando Tatis Jr. There's one that blew me out of the water when I heard it. Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber. I would have said he had made two. Juan Soto? Yeah. Never, he's ne never been good at really at the, in the first half of the season. It's crazy, though. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And Shohei Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. all making their first all-star appearances. So it could hell come of a back first as a class. Hell of a – I mean, it's a hell of a – and that, I didn't name all the guys. I didn't name all the guys on there. I just – Name the name names and Cedric Mullins, um, Jake Cronenworth beat 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 the Terps in the 2015 uh, Big Ten Championship game. 
two straight years, it's been a full st- first time All Star from the 2015 Big Ten Championship game. I'm sure a lot. Of, they're going to be talking about that on Fox. Wow. They're going to be talking about that on Fox a lot. Brandon Lau, factoid. Brandon Lau on Exit 52 podcast. Brandon Lau, couple Exit of years 52 ago. difference. Yeah, I mean that's those are the type of facts you really you can't get anywhere else. Um, Trey Mancini in the Home Run Derby. Uh, I think there's going to be a gathering in a restaurant that maybe sponsors this podcast. Yes, sir. Um, Seven o'clock on Monday for the Derby. We will be gathering upstairs at the top bar, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. There is Orioles trivia. Too, if your if your heart you know so desires, you can do that. If not, feel free to come up to the uh, upstairs bar. We're going to be watching the derby. I think we're going to be giving some stuff away, um, and hopefully see Trey take this home. I mean, I, I like the field. The field's pretty exciting. You know, you got Otani, you got Alonzo, you got Story, you got you know um, who else am I missing? Someone else. Juan Soto just joined it today. Joey Gallo. So there's going to be some bombs hit. Um, I I like the field a lot. I think it's going to be a good time. And uh, I think Wednesday, I think, no, when is it? Maybe Thursday, tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening, uh, I think they do, they announce the field, not the field, the uh, bracket. So we'll see who, uh, I I did text Trey saying, uh, I got big money on you taking out Otani. So let's, uh, let's hope that that comes true. But that, that, I think it's going to be a good derby. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think it should be cool. And if I think Jimmy's going to be a little rocking if Trey starts uh, trying to come up with some like boom, boom bombs or Trey bombs, something like that. Uh, you know, maybe for every round he advances or something, something like that. Do we, we have no details on the matchups at this point, correct? No, like I said, I think, I think they come out tomorrow mm. where they, where they, they release the bracket of who's facing who. Matt Olson's in it too. So. Yeah, Pete I mean, Alonso, I mean, Joey Gallo, Trey Mancini, Shohei Otani, Matt Olson, uh, Banks' guy, Salvatore Perez. Oh, that's right. Juan Soto. Are and, you serious? That guy's no business being in a home and, run derby. He's Trevor, got like 18 or 19 home runs. And Trevor Story. <laughs> Salvatore Perez. That's a joke. Salvatore Perez. Remember that time I mean, he popped it, out with two outs in the bottom of the ninth of the World Series? Oh, Wow. Salvador Perez might be putting together a Hall of Fame career. I was going to say that. That I think he's slowly – he's going to be one of those guys where – Seven if All-Star close, games. Take his name away and – He's a wannabe Yachty. Yeah, he, he may five be gold, Five gold gloves, three silver series? sluggers. World Series. We all know the gold glove is truly a, me- a very accurate measure of who the best fielder at a given position is. I think it, I mean, there is no, there is no better representative than the gold glove and you, and who picked the gold glove? You picked the gold glove. You love the gold glove. You picked it in the trophy draft. <laughs> yeah. The trophy itself is sweet. Noted gold glove lover. Noted gold glove lover. I believe your analysis was it's a gold glove. It's simply a <laughs> gold glove. It's simply a gold glove. Oh, uh, we'll talk more about Salvador Perez in our uh, Royals podcast that um, is available <laughs> Um, on no podcast services. That's also um, the um, Lord podcast, right? Yeah, yes, 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 it is. Yes, it is. I was worried uh, that one wasn't going to hit. Yeah. Um, we, I guess there's, there's not really much to say, you know, you get to the, you get to, we're sort of to the midway point of the baseball season. Orioles lost 10 to two tonight. I'm not sure there's much to add to the overall Orioles discussion that we haven't said in the last month or so about, who they are 25 games out of first 30 games under 500 
a minus 120 run differential. And it's been ugly at home, 13 and 27 at Camden Yards. Really, the, the Orioles' midseason report goes back to the success the guys in the minors are having because that's ultimately the future. I think that the success of a guy like Cedric Mullins, who the organization has invested in in the past, is a nice part of that story. Uh, but this is unfortunately a terrible baseball team at the midway point. I saw someone tweet tonight how they, they were at a bar and the Orioles game is on and they were like, I feel miserable. And I was like, we are, we are way past the point of looking up at the TV and feeling miserable when the Orioles are down 9 nothing. Like, I couldn't care less. Like, again, I, I, we, we can't get upset at these losses this year. We can't. We just – we, we don't have that energy in us. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they're batting 238 as a team. <laughs> uh, the team on-base percentage is 303. Just unfortunately, just and uh, let's check on the pitching. Just I, not to just a- absolutely put everyone down here. Um, you want to do a short thing on Matt Harvey? Five point four seven ERA. Sure, we talked about Matt Harvey before the season. Um, we weren't sure how it was going to go. There were some encouraging signs at the beginning. He's thrown seventy six innings. He's three and ten. He has a seven point seven zero ERA uh, and a WHIP of one point seven six. The most no trade value there, Coach. The most degrading thing I saw was after he got pulled after, I think, three and two-thirds today, five runs. He ended up giving up seven runs. But he has to – he's walking over with his head down, and the umps come over and check his hat. And it's, you know, it's like, what are <laughs> yeah, we doing? Like, but here – so Nathan Ruiz had this tweet where I told you guys off air, Matt Harvey is one of only ten pitchers since 1901 and is the first since Chris Tillman in 2017 to post an ERA of at least 7.70. Through the first 18 starts of the season, he has pitched the fewest innings out of any of them. Mm. That's Yeesh. that's saying something. 1901 goes back a long way. That's that's uh, Jorge Lopez. Not too much better. 80, 80 and two thirds innings, 6.0 TRA. He's two and 11. So, whew. I, I mean, good for Matt Harvey for getting back on the horse and throwing 76 major league innings, but. Man, numbers – I mean, they're, they're, except for John Means, not to pile on these guys, no one has good numbers, really. No, I mean, Zimmerman was kind of turning it around his last two or three starts before he got – Yeah, he's under a five, which not a lot of the starters can say. <laughs> under a five. It's just like – it's bad that they were chalking that up to a win. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, the Orioles – the guys with over ten starts are Dean Kramer, Zimmerman, Means, Jorge Lopez, and Matt Harvey. Zimmerman's at a 4.83 – Kramer's is 7.25. Means it a 2.28. Lopez and Harvey, we already went Thank over. Thank God for John Meads. I mean, Eshelman, 7.16. He's got four stars. Keegan Aiken, he's got seven, 7.46. I'm pretty done with Keegan Aiken. I don't know, Banks. I don't oh, know no. Your thoughts on him? I think that guy stinks to high hell. I mean, I, they, they all kind of stink to high hell at this point. I mean, it's hard to really, like, throw your weight behind any of these guys that aren't named John. Well, Me- like, at least with Kramer and Z- – like, Kramer has, you know, some good off-speed stuff, some good breaking stuff, and at least has, like, a major league fastball, kind of. He just can't really locate it. Aiken just doesn't have anything. Like, I haven't seen one thing from Aiken where I'm like, oh, that was filthy slider or, you know, devastating curveball or his changeup is, is, is sick. He's just – a guy he's just a guy throwing which could also be any of the other guys except for john means in the orioles rotation you know it's pretty sweet 
then we'll be drafted on Sunday night. I am excited. Yes. It is kind yes. of weird that it's during the futures game. Like I'm, I'm investing in the futures game. Have we? I believe we've had a few discussions on this podcast about how Major League Baseball just steps on itself as it tries to promote itself. This is one of those times. Yeah. Like again, give us the draft. I think the draft two years ago was on like a Monday night or something like that. Obviously, you can't do it this Monday night. Let's just move it back a week. Why not do it Tuesday night when there's I think Tuesday we, night the only night in sports that nothing is happening? Wednesday. Normally, that's when. Yeah, Wednesday night will be. Which is that's normally, normally the ESPYS night, right? ESPYS are sad. Did they time at least time it up well where the NBA Finals is Wednesday? Probably not. NBA Finals is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday each week. So there's going to be. Oh no, it's not. That's not true. I think it is Wednesday. I okay. think it is Wednesday. I think it is Wednesday. Because hmm. I think if this, if the if Suns win in four, Suns in four, Suns in four. If the Suns, Suns win four. in four, I they I believe they would win the title Wednesday. Because I looked that up today um, for Jalen Sticksmith related reasons. Yes, Wednesday, July 14th. Um, then they play then game five Saturday, game six Tuesday, game seven Thursday. God, ends Thursday, July 22nd. <laughs> and then the, then the uh, opening ceremonies for the Olympics are the next day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if they go, they go seven games, are Chris Middleton and, and Holiday, or not Drew Holiday? No, yes, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday? Gonna fly to just gonna fly to Tokyo. I mean, uh, that's I not say, great, Devin uh, Booker. Not great. Like, well, are they prepared for that? I I guess I guess they are. I mean, they have three guys in the NBA Finals on this team. I mean, it's not as if they're gonna go over there and play Spain play or thirty-five like minutes against. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's a. It is a, a, it's a haul. The tough turnaround. Their first game is July 25th against France. Probably their toughest game in the group, but not that they're not going to be France, but um, I can't wait till we're breaking down uh, Olympic men's basketball in a couple weeks. That's going to be fun. Uh, In terms of the draft, it'll be interesting to see what the Orioles do. Not going to sit here and claim to have gone up and down the draft boards. I, if if Kumar Rocker's at five, the Orioles should just take him. I love Kumar Rocker. Just take him. He's just continues to drop. I think it's just because he's been seen too much. He's just overexposed. Just take him. Just take him. He's the number one pick this time 12 months ago. Just take him. Apparently, they're going to go under slot. Mm, means high school shortstop. Probably means a high school kid. Probably means a high school kid. Probably means a high school kid. Which is what they're getting, which is what they're getting projected. Um, Khalil Watson. Do you like the underslot? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to judge, but obviously, it doesn't look great doing it last year with uh, Kerstad. But I don't. Think- I get. I, I I just don't know too much about the draft. Like I know the top guys, but I'm not. I can't give you a full in depth look into. The, the the catcher out of Louisville or whatever. I don't think anybody likes the underslot thing. It just it by, you know, inherently it just sounds lame. It's just not exciting. But it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's kind of like the Ravens trading back. They love to trade back. They do it often. The only difference here at play is that there's a lot of sample data for the Ravens that support them trading back because they draft so well. And the Orioles, you know, were what this is the third draft under the new regime, I think. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I believe maybe. so. It's 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 too early to say that this this type of strategy is one that is successful, or at least in Baltimore. Um, I'm sure there's there's some information that might support it. It's also kind of a vague um, term in itself, but uh, overall, it's just it's just really boring. It doesn't inject a lot of excitement into the fan base or anybody at all. I think it's a fair point. I think there's two things at play. I think you make a great point. Like the perception of the organizational strategy and the credibility of what they do is so low with the Baltimore Orioles over the course of a period of time. If this was Eric DaCosta making an underslot pick, you'd be like, oh, he knows exactly what he's yep. doing. He's just getting the best mm-hmm. value. He's just, he's figured it out more than anybody else. Where until Mike Elias, you know, who I think people have put a lot of trust into, but until he gets some of these right, it's like, well, why wouldn't you just take the guy I've heard about for, you know, and pay him the money? We, you know, why would you just take Kumar Rocker I've heard about for two years? And it seems like he's going to be a stud. And it and also seems there are no hitters in college baseball. Like he's one of the few college baseball players I think that a casual MLB fan would have any idea who he is. Him and Lighter, they're the two guys in the draft that people know. Everybody else, none of the high, nobody knows any of the high school kids unless you're in the top. He, I mean, five percent of a diehard. You, you got to be a giant diehard in your high school. You take Rocker, you you can pretty much presume that he's going to be in your 2023 opening day rotation. Correct. Mm-hmm. So is that the timing? He could be. In, he could be. Yeah, he could be in your 2022 opening day rotation. I mean, he's like ultra probably, ready. maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think you can make that argument. It's also it's it's hard to get behind it as a fan too, because again, we're not going to see these guys for three, four you know god forbid five years at least with the ravens you can kind of you know there's instant projectability because they're exactly the roster on day one that's always with, the tricky thing yeah and again with base i mean and it's just the sport of baseball period it's it's not even any under the ender slot guys it's just draft the drafts in general it's such a crapshoot um and it's just it's hard because again you don't get to see that guy in august you know or, you know in the, the next season getting ready with training camp and all that stuff it's these guys are mysteries until they come up in, in a couple of years. So I, I get why it's hard to sell a fan base on that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I do think that um, a guy like Rocker, if you took him in five, would, would, would bring some buzz to the organization. I mean, that's another uh, what? You, a, high school, a high school shortstop, no one's going to really bat an eye about. But as you say, Banks, like, you, you're not going to see that guy. You, it, whatever their timeline is on the whiteboard at, at, down at – you know, the warehouse, like that's ultimately what they're drafting for. So. I mean, if you, if you draft soccer, you're, you're essentially adding a top 15 prospect for next year, top 10. And then you have three of the top 10 pitching prospects in baseball too, with Grayson DL hall. And then, you know, probably Kumar Rocker. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I understand why people. Would be or you saying, have a high school shortstop that we'll see in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Brady house. I think his name is. And, and, you know, and then we get to see the Ryan Mountcastle comparisons because he was a high school shortstop drafted, you know, pretty high. Yeah, absolutely. Not a ton of Ravens news this week. I have one question just based on – I always go through and sort of try to look at all the different Ravens stuff. There's some – there's an article on Baltimore Sun about the Lamar Jackson negotiating a mega deal with no agent. I don't really think mm. there's any reason to go into that unless you guys would like to discuss it. I was going to ask – Rashad Perryman was by Pro Football Focus was named as the Ravens' worst draft pick since 2006. Any argument there? <laughs> um, Sergio Kindle's going to be a popular pick there. I I want to say he's right around that draft year, so that's going to be some. I don't know if it had to be first rounders or not, but that's going to be a popular um, 
contrarian take to that pyramid pick, but the pyramid pick was pretty disastrous. That's also some such easy to too. Yeah, some of these like, are good. You'll get a click on that out of anyone in Baltimore. Be like, yeah, fuck it suck. Let me read this. I think you're getting any fan base. I mean, some of these are great. The Cardinals is Josh Rosen. Uh, the Bills is Aaron Maben, who we talked about last week. Um, the Bears is Mitch Trubisky. Ooh. The Bengals is John Ross. That is a horrible pick. That is that not talked good. about enough. He he, I mean, he barely played. Uh, Browns is Justin Gilbert. Terrible pick. Oh, I thought he was going to be great. You know what? And it's, I just scrolled down to the Cowboys, who's Morris Claiborne. I thought he was going to be awesome. I thought he, he was, was so good in he, college. He was unbelievable at LSU, and he was horrible after that. Uh, Paxton Lynch for the Broncos. That was always going to be a bust. That's such a bad Who, pick. Who's the Titans? Titans. The Tennessee Titans. Oh, it's probably Isaiah it's Wilson. the tackle. Yeah. You would think it's the tackle. Has to be. Oh, Jake Locker. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Again, well, the Wilson one they're they're going by their like PFF grades. So Wilson yeah. has played oh. so little that it's probably hard to put him in after it's one. It's a foul. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. We, can you bleep that? Are well, we they're using it. They're using it in the paragraphs of the descriptions. I don't know if that's all that they're going by. Oh. Um, the the WFTs is Dwayne Haskins, which is correct. <laughs> the Seahawks is Aaron Curry. God, Aaron Curry was so good at Wake. There's so many. I mean, is he a linebacker? Is he like an edge rusher? They're great yeah. college players. So it's not like God. I thought Eli Apple would be good. He went to Ohio State for the Giants. Christian Ponder. That I knew was going to be. Oh, uh, we, we've we had Ponder talk at, on here before. Christian Ponder was not good at Florida State. Like I don't. I, 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 I that was a wild pick when it was made. That was. A, it seems like a very nice guy, but that was a wild pick. Jamarcus Russell. We've talked about that. Yeah, we did the draft plus. Go back and listen. Do we have a draft? We have a draft bus, uh, draft bus, uh, draft back there starting somewhere. Five. Starting five back there somewhere presented by Fred. Pro. Oh, uh, Bjorn Werner, the German guy. Oh, Colts. yeah. Forgot about that, the Colts. Matt Jones. Do you guys remember what the big storyline was with uh, Amobi Okoye when he was drafted? He was like 18. Yeah, he was young. Oh, my God, he's only 19. How he graduated good he, at 17. How good, could he be, how good could he become? Wasn't he tiny, too? Wasn't he like 5'9"? No, tiny, I thought he was a tiny dude. Yeah, the defensive defensive tackle. Um, so yeah, Brashad Perryman, I think is 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 right is right. And honestly, if your bust, if your biggest bust is at twenty six, like that's not the worst thing in the world. No. Um, yeah, you can eat those busts rather easy over drafting a quarterback top ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone I think is missed on a receiver late in the first round at some point, and except for the Steelers, at some point in their organizational <laughs> life. Um, let's get into our, to our, uh, starting five draft, uh, presented by Fed thrill. As we talked about Cedric Mullins heading into the all-star game. So we are going to do all-star three things. Remember you can go to Fed thrill. I'm putting the sunglasses on. You can go to Fed thrills website and use the promo code exit 52. God, these look ridiculous glasses on glasses and use the <laughs> promo code X 52 for 20% off. It just had a big 4th of July sale this weekend. I hope people took advantage of that, but you can still get that 20% off using the promo code exit 52. I mean, if you're walking around Memorial day with no fed throw sunglasses, I'm not really sure what you were doing. You would have just been blocking out that sun while you're out doing whatever you were doing in ocean city. You weren't watching any fireworks. What a disaster that was. <laughs> That's so perfect uh, for ocean city. They did end up shooting off fireworks though. I was in ocean city in West ocean city with like a view towards the bay, um, like towards downtown ocean city. People were still shooting off fireworks over there. So I'm not sure who was shooting them off, but it wasn't the city. It wasn't the city. It was so eerie. I was driving down there on Sunday um, 
and all the signs, all the electronic signs had just ocean city fireworks events canceled. It was like, mm. it was like very sad, very, very sad. Trying to keep, <laughs> that wasn't turning people away. There was giant traffic trying to get over the bridge. So yeah, sounds about right. So thankfully I didn't have to go through that. But, um, last week we had, uh, types of beers, situational beers, uh, with our friend, Steven shock. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had wedding things before that songs of the summer. So, uh, we are resetting back to our normal order here, uh, because with Steven, we, we did a, did a random order, um, which gives you the number one pick RDT. I have the second pick and banks, you have the third pick. So, I like it. The starting five draft presented by Fed Throw. <clears throat> All-star things. So I'm going with a moment, and it is – it's got to be Cal's home run in his last All-star game up in Seattle. Mm. People, people will say it was grooved. Say what you want. You still got to hit the ball. Um, Cal showing out in that game. You know, I would never – I would never condone people picking a, a shortstop who's retiring – and him batting like, you know, 220, 230, 240, whatever he was, and basically putting him in the All-Star game just because of his name. I don't think I would ever support something like that. So thank God it didn't happen here. Um, I just thought that was one of my earliest like All-Star game memories too, was was seeing that. And I, I always thought that was pretty awesome. I go back and watch it every now and then. It's a pretty cool clip. So Cal Is up it, in Seattle. I think who who pitched it? Was it Chan Ho Park? Chan Ho Park. I was yeah. gonna say Hideo Nomo. I don't know why I get those two, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the A Rod moment was nice as well. Yeah, a little forced by A Rod. Joe Torrey like waving him out there is a little. I, I thought yeah. about yes, if no but, one's going to take that. I thought about I thought about taking that. I like would have gone along with this. I guess someone else could. Yeah, take it. I think it's kind of built into it. It's yes. such a great clip where you can see A Rod pointing like now and Joe Torrey saying now, but now yeah. like looking back, it's perfect. A Rod being like, oh, I want some of the spotlight on me. It's, it's yeah. pretty funny, yeah. but I, I, I thought I think that's a great clip. Though. And you probably have Joe Buck at his most hateable, like describing it. I've never hated Joe Buck, but I think like at that point he's sort of like the young up and comer. He's kind of describing and going, oh, mm-hmm. Joe Buck, Tim McCarver there as well. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, that is a great one to go back and watch every couple of months. It's just an awesome moment. Um, I'm going to take a moment as well. I think this is the most significant all-star game related moment of anyone born post like 1988-89 I'm taking Vince Carter in the slam dunk contest um an all-time epic star making performance by a player it is uh except for maybe a couple for you know a guy that played for the Chicago Bulls I think it's the best dunk contest and you know a guy that played for the Atlanta Hawks I think it's the best dunk contest moment ever but those ones were before my time this one, I mean, this made Vince Carter. This was made Vince Carter the guy. When Vince Carter had the shocks, when they came out with the Vince Carter VC shocks, I had to have them. You had to have them. I bought a pair last year, and they're still in the box. So like, I won't wear them. The red, the Nike shock, BB Force, BB Force. They're, they're unbelievable. So, so good. Um, and he, it's an incredible, it's an incredible contest too. Yeah, you have, say the whole thing. You have Steve Francis. Yeah, I guess by this, I'm taking the whole thing. But you have Steve Francis. You have T Mac. You have T Mac in the contest being really good and you have him passing to his cousin. I don't know if you guys have heard their cousins, cousin, Vince Carter. Um, it's, it was just, it's epic. It's that just- may actually be more of a people forget that now at this point, like that dunk contest was so, so long ago 
and then Vince Carter's career somehow outlasted his younger cousins um, to the point where some people may have actually forgotten Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady related. Yeah. And it's, and also that was T-Mac on the Raptors. Yeah. That was Raptors T-Mac. People, people do forget that. The other thing. So th- this contest has Vince Sanity, Stevie franchise, T-Mac, Ricky Davis, Jerry Stackhouse, and Larry Hughes. The other thing that's never talked about with this, it was the first slam dunk contest in three years. They didn't have one in 1988 and didn't have one in 99 because of the lockout. So kind of brought the slam dunk. contest. I didn't know that, but I remember the buzz going into it was more palpable than, I mean, I was not, not very old at the time, but it was like, Oh, this is going to be sweet. This is going to be awesome. And it, it delivered in such a big way. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the athleticism of these players, the dunks that they did in that dunk contest are like, you see it just about every year now, but at the time, like it was just next level shit. Yeah. And Vince Carter's bounce and those guys, Vince Carter and Stevie franchise have like eternal bounce. Mm -hmm. Like they just have so much bounce. It's also, I mean, it elicited one of the great lines of all time in the little Bow Wow song basketball. When Vince Carter came, stuck his arm in the rim, everybody went crazy in the whole damn gym. So that's an all time fantastic yeah. song. Song also of the summer. Just, just it's over. Like <laughs> the yeah. gift. I was gonna say the gift that's, is that may we may have to do a, a starting five of just gifts at some point. It's so. up there. It's it's on someone's Mount Rushmore. So that's yeah. what I'm taking. That was one of the first videos that I remember like pirating on LimeWire or, or anything like that. It was like the Vince Carter dunk contest. Yeah, it's when you Google something and it has one of the first hits of Googling it is the oral history of that's when, you know, yep. like somebody has taken point. the time to just make an oral history of something. That's when, you know, like the basketball episode of the wire. Yep. Yep. All Good right. Pick. Good pick. Um, those are two awesome picks. They were, I didn't know when I was going to pick first, um, but those two picks were for sure going to be in contention for, for what I might've taken. I think I'm going to go with Griffey hitting the warehouse and home run derby. Mm. I think that that is for sure holds value in this particular draft. Um, it's an awesome moment. It holds such a legendary status. Cause you wonder what if every time you're, if you go early and watch batting practice at Camden yards, if you're just watching any game, there's been prolific sluggers that come through Baltimore, including the likes of Chris Davis and um, among others. And you just wonder like, Oh man, if they really run into one at the right, you know, right pitch, right down the line like could they do it and it just hasn't happened and it was so early in that ballpark's existence that you were you know the every year that it doesn't happen griffey hitting the warehouse just holds even more weight it's just a legendary legendary plaque there on the wall when you're walking on utah street and you look up at it so um that's got to be the pick for me that's a good pick yeah, I, I think that ball, I think that's the coolest part of Camden Yards. Like, one uh, top three coolest part for me. I love that. I think, yeah, I it's, it's, it's probably cool. the best. It might be the best thing to show an out-of-towner. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you see everyone looking around on the ground, and then you're like, yo, look up there. Because Griffey's just sweet. Like, it's just, he's, everyone loves Griffey. So it's just kind of like, hey, this is a sweet thing that happened, you know, by somebody that everybody loves. And it's not like other things that you go into Camden Yards, like you could probably feel like you're shoving Baltimore down somebody's throat. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but this is more of just like, this is awesome baseball history. 
for sure. I no, I I was that was probably going to be my next pick because I have two now, right? Uh, I have my second. He's second got a second one. one. Give your second. Oh yeah. Oh that's um, right. Wow, you jumped so I'm, far in the future there. I'm on vacation yeah. brain right now. Okay. <laughs> uh man, this it feels like there's a there's a, a drop off here. Um, I don't know if I want to be the first to just jump on it. Um, tension builds. I know, I know. I feel like it's just lame to just do this, but I'm going to take the home run derby as a whole. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to take the home run derby. Speaking of, we're getting the we're getting the bracket right now. We're getting number one Otani versus number eight seed uh, Juan Soto. This is live, okay. Yeah. okay. Salvador oh, Perez, like this. four seed too. Thanks, his boy. Give us, hey, give Mancini Sal Perez. That would make right. that would make Trey the five seed. So no, it's Pete Alonso the five seed. That How is Salvador Perez the four seed and Alonso is the five seed? I Alonso's think they're just going based five. off a of home run. Oh my god! Because that's why Juan, Juan Soto is number eight. That's horrible. Plus, I, I think that way. They're doing AL, yeah, they're doing AL versus NL. So, oh, uh, well, actually, probably good because then you can get Perez out of there, and you can get you get Alonzo Otani in the second round. That would be kind of electric. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be fun. This is great, great times pick as this bracket know, right? comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. Good job by MLB releasing this at eleven at eleven twenty five on the East Coast. That's that's going to create it. What are they what are they release on MLB MLB tonight? Uh, it's actually baseball tonight. I think Trey's the two seed in the AL because Matt Olson's the three seed. They're doing this on baseball tonight after the after the game they just had. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's Trey versus Trey versus Matt Olson. So I guess they're not going AL NL. What seed is Trey? Six seed. All right. Sorry to break up your draft. No, that's. I think that was, no, that, was that was very timely. I, I don't hate that matchup for him. I got to get a bet with uh, Dallas going on. There. It's a situation where you didn't want to see Trevor's story in the first round. So I think the no. hometown person always kind of gets lifted in the first round. Or home player. Well, it's your pick, Taylor. No, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just, I, I just, I'm just thinking about whether to do a go off King in the middle of the draft about how <laughs> bad the major league baseball is promoting itself. We'll hold that for later. <laughs> Um, I am going to take with the fifth pick, um, I'm taking the, uh, legend and celebrities all-star softball game, which I think, which I think at its peak is one of the most entertaining hours of TV of the year. It at times struggles, but when it's good, it is just so, so, so good. The Nelly performance in St. Louis in like 2009 is, is maybe one of the greatest athletic feats anyone's ever seen, um, on television. You know, I'm going to. I said home run derby and I wanted to take it back so quickly so I could take that instead. And then you went ahead and took it immediately. Mm. And also it's, it's a Taco Bell celebrity all-star game. Don't they call the legends and celebrity? I don't care what the, the, the legends and like, what, what are you, what are all the words that you're saying? Taco Bell celebrities. It's, it's Taco Bell celebrity all-star game. Yeah, sure. Sure. 
Um, yeah, I'm taking it. The thing is awesome. I really wish it was played live. I don't know why they do it on this like cut up hour. I know. It's, it's after the home run derby. They, they, play it, they, they film it like Sunday morning at like 1130, not 1130, but yeah, it, it yeah, is very like, weird. Put, put that put that on you. You want to put something on ESPN plus put that full broadcast on ESPN. They plus. should do a softball tournament. I'll watch different teams. They should do like four teams and, and do a little tournament. Just a one day, like like all day Sunday, you get a bunch of you know C list celebrities. Toss Jenny Finch in there. Yeah, Jenny Fitch, Ricky Henderson is a must. He's the he's the real goat. You knew I was going to talk about Ricky. Yeah, we've it. talked about this on the show before. Ricky's the man. Ricky in the celebrity softball game is, I mean, he's just Ricky. It is officially known this year as the MLB All-Star Celebrity Softball Game. No sponsor? Um, in 2001, it was Radio Shack. <laughs> the, <laughs> how about this? The, the managers were Kenny Mayne and Harold Reynolds. That's, That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Wilmer Valderrama, Jessica Biel, Howie Long, Freddie Prince Jr., Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> Ozzie Smith, Rick Fox, Vanessa Williams, James Vanderbeek, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jim Caviezel, Goose Gossage, <laughs> Steve Garvey, Vitamin C, and Don Mattingly among the celebrities in the inaugural game at Safeco Field. That's tremendous. Wow, Vitamin <laughs> C. Good for, for her. The, for, the, for this game, the teams were named after specialty coffee drinks as a nod to the coffee industry. It was the, <laughs> it was the espressos versus the lattes. Oh, man. So awesome. That is so good. Jeez. I would love video of that game. That's so sweet. Oh, uh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Kenny Mann and Harold Reynolds were the managers of the next year as well. Daryl Hart Jr. came back. Broke up a no-hitter from Dave Winfield in the bottom of the third <laughs> inning. These descriptions are amazing. I do always remember Dave Winfield being in there. Oh, my God. Dave Winfield was working on a no-no. He would hit lasers at people. Coolio mm-hmm. was playing right center field. Peekaboo Street. God, I love <laughs> 2000s. Oh, my gosh. What a great time. I haven't heard that name in years. Meatloaf, yeah, right. Paul Molitor, Howie Long was back, Kevin James. Man, this this could be a whole segment. We might have to just talk about these rosters after we're done. Um, go ahead, six pick. You got uh, two RDT. <laughs> this is me. Yeah. All right, I'm doing. Oh, I forget what year this was. Um, Tommy Lasorda getting smoked okay. by that Vlad uh, Vladimir Guerrero um, bat in the All Star game, and like the moment the the the. The slow motion video is the best part of it. Oh, Fox nailed that part. Just yeah, like it's really good. Arms and legs everywhere and his big old belly. And I don't know. I think Bobby Valentine told this story on part of my take how Valentine named uh, um, Lasorda to the All-Star like staff that year as just like a, fa- you know, kind of honor him and, and, and a favor. And I guess all game Lasorda had been like, let me go out and coach third. Let me go out and coach third. And Valentine was like, no. You're going to get killed. I can't do that to you. And so he said, he finally said, yes, all right, I'll put you out there. And like the first batter of the inning was Vlad Guerrero. And he just, the bat broke off and just came right at him. And he said, he almost gave him like a heart attack. But I mean, yeah, the, the slow motion video is what really does it. It's just so funny. Like his old fat body, like tumbling around, he's picking up his hat and putting it on his head. Um, it's always a pretty funny memory I have. So that'll be my first one. And then I get one more. 
I'm going. It's and, and this isn't really even like the best Pro Bowl moment, but Mike the the Peyton Manning idiot liquored up kicker Mike Vanderjack interview. <laughs> I'm here in my that. third Pro Bowl, and we're talking about our idiot kicker who got liquored up. Blah blah blah. Like I just I crack up every time I see that. Because that is that, pretty good. It's so true. And Vanderjack is such a numb nuts. Like yeah, that's a that good guy, point. that guy shrunk at every big moment he had. And then he was chirping, he was chirping Peyton or whoever on that uh well, he was on like Jimmy, not Jimmy Fallon. He was on like Letterman or something like that. And Peyton, Peyton just coming out. I mean, he he came out, you know, ready, ready to roll. And he and he he saw a, a moment at the Pro Bowl and he took it. Uh so yeah, him. Him calling out his idiot liquored up kicker. <laughs> That's great. That's a good moment. That's mm. a good moment. Two good moments, yeah. That was the one that I, I remember, and I said, I hope you guys don't take this one. Yeah, Dude. no, I, I, those are two that I didn't have. But, like, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good moment. Um, I am going to just grab a, a local favorite here, and we talked about it. I'm going to take the Miguel Tejada uh, home run derby. Uh, when that was I mean we talked about it before that was probably the best moment in Orioles history from 2000 to 2012 so <laughs> which is one of the saddest things I think ever uttered on this pod we'll just leave it at that <laughs> thanks uh I'm gonna take the Randy Johnson John Crook incident uh Randy, mm, Randy just another Camden Yards moment uh Randy just buzzing Crook's tower and him just getting all rattled turning his hat backwards getting in the opposite batter's box like it's a whole moment Crook being like honestly two of them being some of baseball's most interesting characters just kind of adds to that entire thing so um that was an awesome moment and Crook do like the praying something like that or he did the like his heart was beating out of his chest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was just tapping his chest, like <laughs> freaking out. And then he swung, swung, <laughs> struck out, miss, uh, swinging on a, on a slider way out of the zone. Missed it by like, what? Six, twirled six, around. Six. Yeah. Um, and then coming back on the draft here, I am going to just take ignoring the Pro Bowl. Just <laughs> I'm just I was gonna... wondering if someone was going to bash the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, I was just going to. I realized that I was just taking ba- uh, baseball picks and I was like, I got to mix something else in here. Um, and I'm just going to take ignoring the pro bowl. Like the just, pro bowl sucks. It, it sucks. Like, there's it no sucks. good way to, to, to do an all-star game for football. That's really meaningless when these guys, you know, bash their heads against each other for now, 17 regular season games, plus playoffs, plus preseason, plus training camp. Like there's no way you're going to create, a version of the sport that resembles the sport. Um, it's, it stinks. It stinks. It's a bad game. Yeah. So it's like, just, it's I'm yawning. Like I'm yawning as I'm talking about yeah, it. Yeah. And so I, I just, it's some, what it's sometimes, it used to be the week after the Super Bowl. Now it's the week in between or whatever. And no one watches it. And I, no one goes, no one watches. Okay. Like, there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, we got to, we got to fix the Pro Bowl. We got to figure it out. And it's like, you know what? We really don't need to fix it. It's fine. Like, it's fine that the Pro Bowl stinks. It would be fine if it just went away. Um, no one would bat an eye. If it didn't happen next year, yeah. no one would be like, oh, I, I wouldn't go up to you, you know, like the Tuesday before and be like, dude, when's the Pro Bowl? 
it's just so that's a conversation like, that's never happened. Like on multiple occasions, Joe Flacco turned it down because it was like, I don't want to go. Like, it's just a waste of my time. I got four or five kids to deal with. Uh, I, and I spend my time throwing footballs for this football team all year. Like, let me just not go to the Pro Bowl. There's no need. It's just, and it's at good. least, I mean, that's when it was in, in Hawaii too. Now that they moved to, to what, Orlando? gives a shit around a little bit too but yeah maybe you're taking your kids to disney world if you're one of those guys but but it's like at least the hawaii is hawaii like that that would be like enough incentive to go whereas now you're like i don't i want to take the family to orlando like yeah hard pass good pick um i am going oh man where do i want to go here yeah there's some moments i could go back to but I'm gonna do this. I, I this is just this is just personally amusing to me, and maybe it shows my lack of meticulousness when following Major League Baseball. I enjoy every year when they introduce the All Star reserves, and there's like two guys that I've just never heard of on the teams because they're just they play for teams that aren't good, and they're just like first time All Stars. Like I was going back at one point during the pandemic when we had nothing to do, watching like old All Star introductions, and some of the guys that were All Stars, I had to look them up. And I just enjoyed that because baseball has a stupid rule where they don't put all the best players in the all-star game and they put random people. So I'm, I'm, I'm drafting that. So it's like a middle reliever okay. from the Tigers. Yeah. George I'm just like, like, great. Awesome. The whole yeah. nation to George Sherrill. Which honestly, and this is not a shot at him because he's my guy and he's a Terp. But like when Brandon Lau was on the all-star game two years ago, I'm sure 75% of the people watching were like, who the heck is that guy? Baseball just people in Tampa guys. being like, who? Yeah. RDT, you have two. Yeah. Um, no, that is the worst. Again, that is the worst room sports. Um, I have two. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think we'd be foolish to not take Sean Taylor and Brian Mormon in the Pro Bowl after thanks to shit Stupid on Stupid moment. I don't think it was stupid. I think I it was agree. Stupid it's yeah, one of the most memorable ones. This, and I, I can't praise the Pro Bowl. And it's it's honestly – It's a guy running over a punter. What a dickhead move that was. <laughs> Seriously. But there's I, some, I mean, the, the worst part The worst part for me – Not to, we, we're just straight cutting you off of your explanation <laughs> of your pick. The worst part for me is Sean Taylor has, like, incredible moments in real games that aren't put in his highlight reel because everyone has to show the punter hit. Yes. He's an incredible player in actual games. He's an incredible athlete. Incredible. And I blew up Brian Mormon. But, like, God, I mean, he just sticks Brian Mormon. Honestly, like, if that happens now, he gets suspended for, like, three games. (laughs) (laughs) Probably right. Like, like it's it's kind of a classless thing. This is so – we are – we are – this is just sad because, God, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. But, like (laughs) – but, like – Ugh. It's a memorable moment, though. In terms of memorable moments, it's the most memorable Pro Bowl. Well, that's the thing, because really. if we didn't it's the pick most memorable it, one. if we didn't pick it, people would have been like, how did you not pick this moment? Yeah, it was in my honorable mentions. I would have been fine with that, because I would have shit on it. We were gonna, sh- I was going to shit on it in, in the honorable mentions. Mm. You didn't get the shit on in the middle of the draft. Yeah, I'm glad you took it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, my next one, I'm going to do – I don't – I forget what year it was. Maybe 03? Sammy Sosa in the home run derby in Milwaukee where it was pouring down rain outside and you could see like thunder and lightning outside. And it must've been 90 degrees in there because he was drenched 
like he had the cap backwards. I think they had, I think he was rocking a vest. He didn't even win that one. No, but like (laughs) he put on an absolute show. Yeah. He hit the slide. It was awesome. Yeah. He He was hitting and Berman, like Berman was coming himself in the booth, like (laughs) just screaming. And, and yeah, I just remember being like, this is awesome. And yeah, he didn't win because he he was so gassed, but I, that was I, I I always remember that one. I was really pissed off that Giambi won that. Yeah, but again, like it was a good show. Like they they it definitely was. Let me see what year was that. Um, there are some great was... shows by guys that didn't win though. It was 02, I think. That's the one shame of the home run derby. Home run derby, Milwaukee. I think it is 02. Yeah, 02. Good old. Good old Sammy. But yeah, that's my last one. Sammy. Um, all right. With my last pick, do you guys oh man, do I have this open still? Uh, I feel like he's gonna go off off the reservation here. He's gonna go somewhere. Hold some non big mm-hmm. four sports. Nope. No, 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 no. And that's normally that's normally what I do. That's FIFA. normally what I do. But what I want to read you guys, sorry, I had to get it open. That was bad preparation for me. Do you guys want to hear absolute art? Oh, my God. Are you going to pick what I think we're going to pick? A league MVP who breaks ankles with no pardon from the Houston Rockets. Leading scorer, James Harden. (laughs) When he heats him from the outside, it's like a pressure cooker. First time all-star from the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker. He's got (laughs) crazy skills and you can't overstate them. From the Boston Celtics, first time all-star, Jason Tatum. Think you can shake? This first-time All-Star, Al Contreras Monfrier from the Utah Jazz, the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. The Stifle Tower. Known for his fashion, but his triple-doubles are his best look from the Houston Rockets. Give it up for Russell Westbrook. Like a protest on the court, he's an all-time disruptor from the Miami Heat. Y'all give it up for Jimmy Butler. A four-time All-Star, he handles the rock like Gibraltar. From the Boston Celtics, give it up for Kemba Walker. That's Making a, his second uh, all-star appearance, he runs the team like a mogul from the Los Angeles Lakers, the coach Frank Vogel. I could continue to go on. These are Commons introductions. Commons introductions to the NBA All-Star game back in 2020, back before the pandemic started, <laughs> which holds special a special place in my heart um, because me and, and the biggest Phoenix Suns fan in Baltimore, Maryland, our pal Ryan Lee, Love to refer to Devin Booker as the pressure cooker. But if you go back and watch these videos, it is just all-time funny stuff from Common. Anywhere yeah. on the court, he can kill it from the Portland Trailblazers. Give it up for a man, Damon Lillard. That doesn't even make any that, sense. That's terrible. <laughs> the best, though, is the, the tweet. Either way, he'll get you. First-time All-Star from Utah Jazz, Donovan Spida Mitchell. From the land down under, he's always about winning. From the Philadelphia 76ers, give it up for Ben Simmons. By the way, Ben Simmons has won nothing in his career, so that makes no sense. He's a two-time All-Star, so you know he'll get it done. From the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton. <laughs> 2019 All-Rookie first team, and he's only just begun. From the Atlanta Hawks, they call him Ice. We also know him as Trey Young. 16-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion. We continue to witness his reign. One of the greatest players to play the game. From the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. This is... All-star is the truth, keeping the defense honest. The reigning rookie of the year from the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Going hard in the paint is his style from the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing. The, the, 
the handles the rock like Gibraltar. I've never gotten over that. That's what he said. And I just think it's one of the all time moments in the history of lyrics for anything. So go to YouTube and watch that. It's funny. Shout out to the pressure cooker sons of four. Thanks. Wow. That was a good pick. That was something else. Uh, and I did not see that one coming. Nor did I with my fed thrill sunglasses on right now. Hmm. So, anyways, to finish this, thing <laughs> out, <laughs> I I'm just gonna take the NHL skills competition as a whole. I yeah, think I it's one of the most that. most underrated events in all sports. I think it's lost a lot of luster, partially because uh, the NHL All Star Game between lockouts, COVIDs, Olympic years, and all these types of things, there just haven't been as many as there should be. And then the All Star Game itself became uh, like the four teams and they're picking teams and they kind of just lost the whole like Western conference, Eastern conference or world versus North America type thing. But the late nineties, the OOs, you had your, your, like uh, your puck handling, you had your, your target shooting, you had your hardest shot, you had your fastest skater. Uh, and then you had your shootout competition at the end, like all encompassing great competition I loved watching Peter Bonger win fastest skater in 97 and 99, had it on VHS, recorded it every single year, rewatch it over and over. Um, Al McGinnis, absolute hard shot legend back in the nineties. Um, just guys like that. Jeremy Roenick always nailing the targets, Ray Bork as well. Um, awesome, awesome stuff. And I wish that it got more shine and I wish that they would commit to doing it and doing it like they used to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's weird. There was like a, a glory days for like, at least in terms of our generation for all of the um, things surrounding the all-star game. So like home run derby, NBA all-star Saturday night and NHL skills competition in like the late nineties, like 2000, 2006 type area. And then everyone almost like rebelled against all of those things. Like guys stopped participating in them professionally. Yeah. And I think we had such high expectations for all of it that nothing ever lived up to it. They're sort of experiencing a little bit of a renaissance. I think the home run derby has been very good the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the slam dunk contest with the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon thing, and some of the stuff there has been fun. So um, the NHL, I just don't think has ever really been able to figure out it's all-star game and how to make people care about it. Um, Cause I just don't think it's that national of a sport anymore um, to a certain extent. It's such a local yeah. same as baseball, honestly. Uh, okay. RDT took the Cal Ripken home run. Um, the Tommy Lasorda getting smoked by a bat. The Manning, Mike Vanderjack liquored up interview, which is a hell of a pick. Um, the Sean Taylor Pro Bowl, not a hell of a pick. And the Sammy Sosa home run derby, sweating in Milwaukee. That's what I wrote down. I, I Yeah, that works. I remembered that one. Um, I took Vince Carter and the 0-1 slam dunk contest, the Celebrity and Legend softball game, the Miguel Tejada home run derby win, not knowing people in baseball intros and the LL, uh, I wrote LL Cool J. Why did I wrote LL Cool J? The common intros. Excuse me, I'm getting I'm getting rappers of the same generation very mixed up there. The common introductions. I think because I thought it was LL Cool J for some reason going into this. Uh, Banks took home run derby. Um, sorry, excuse me. Griffey hitting the warehouse in the home run derby and then taking the home run derby as a whole <laughs> back to back. Uh, the Randy Johnson John Cruck incident, ignoring the Pro Bowl, which is I think so clearly your best pick and the uh, NHL skills competition. Uh, my honorable mentions among them were uh, three-point contest, the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game, which has had its moment until Kevin Hart ruined yeah. the game, um, overall All-Star introductions, custom uniforms, 
the NBA shooting stars competition, which I only had on here if everything on my board went off. That thing sucks, but I had it on here. The NBA skills competition, which is also not very good, but I also have it on here. The NBA rising stars game, which also sucks, but I have it on here. Um, and Wait, then well, how is that different than the other one that you said? What was the other one? I said the celebrity game, then they have the rookie sophomore game, which I think they call the rising stars game now. Then they have the skills competition, the shooting stars competition, which is like they have the WNBA player, the NBA. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Shoot the like the layup, the free throw, the three pointer, and the half court shot. Except when it was Dan Marley, Rebecca Lobo, and like Amari Stoudemire, they were fire for the field. No, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just like not that entertaining. Like you're like, oh, this is great. And it gets the WNBA in there, which is goodbye job by the NBA. Um, The moments I had were. Um, the Jason Richardson slam dunk contest, not talked about a lot. Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, awesome. He had a run. Josh yeah. Hamilton in the home run derby. Yeah. Um, the tie in the MLB all-star game, which like back in the day oh. was an absolute mega controversy. The 2 yeah, you could just take the 2002 all-star game as a whole. Yeah. Because I had um, the Torrey Hunter home run yeah. robbery on my, my board as well. Well, and the best part of the tie was the Bud Selig, like – that yeah. picture of him just like, yeah, like not having more pictures. To the moon. <laughs> I think if that happened now, nobody would care. Twitter, no, Twitter would no. have a field day with it. Oh, yeah, they really would. No, but they would make fun of it, but no one would be outraged by it. It was like legitimate outrage last time. Yeah, people were like, how do we fix it? What do we do? You think people would be outraged by that? I, I think, think they would. Like, oh, that's baseball. Because they just make fun of Rob Manfred and tell him how, say how bad he is. Like the bar has already been set because of that 0-2 tie that no one would be outraged now because it's just already happened. True. True. Yeah. What do you guys got? I had, uh, I had more specifically Bondra winning fastest skater because that's my guy, Tori Hunter robbing bonds, uh, Miguel Tejada winning MVP in Detroit after hitting an absolute tank of a home run off of John Smoltz. Um, I had the time Jimbo made me a meatball sub. And then I threw it up during the 2002 NBA all-star game. Wow. Yep, that was a memory of mine. Shout out to Jimbo. Yeah, didn't eat a meatball sub for many years after that. Holy bananas. Uh, The MJ free throw line dunk. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we just kind of – Just a different generation, but yes. I had Josh Hamilton. I had Bobby Abreu. Um, I had the stand-up to cancer moment that they Mm -hmm. do now. You know, that's always a good heartwarming moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, dunk contest as a whole. Um, Pete Rose, Ray Fossey, uh, home plate incident. Yeah. And then I think two of my best ones I really just like could have taken late. Um, Andy Dalton getting booed at the Taco Bell Celebrity All Star game. <laughs> Very good. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, and I had, and this is what I thought you were going to take with that last pick as you started to mention art. Uh, the Fergie National Anthem at the 2018 All Star game. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that was something. I took, I had um, like national anthem performances in general on there. Wasn't but. Whitney's most like, Iconic one. That was the Super Bowl. Game. Super Bowl, right? Was yeah. it Super Bowl? Yeah, it's Super 91 Super Bowl, I believe. Oh, I'm thinking of Marvin Gaye, I think. Maybe. I think he was an NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew one of the two was at an All-Star game. I think Taylor Swift at one point did a MLB All-Star game like very early in her career. That seems right. Um, See that? I also had the NBA Elam ending, which I think is fun for the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, they threw that in. And that was fun for one of them. That was my that was my last one, my last uh, I'll mention. I don't know if you have any. I had I had Hamilton in the Home Run Derby again, Justin Morneau winning that, which is one of the all-time, like, anytime Josh Hamilton comes up, you have to mention, like, well, he didn't even win it. Um, 
Trumbo hitting one on top of the steel building in San Diego. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was just one of the – I remember him smoking one up there. Um, Bryce Harper in 2018 hitting nine home runs in 50 seconds in D.C. to win was one of the better – Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. And I don't like the Nationals or Bryce Harper, but that yeah, was I mean, Yeah, he wasn't waiting until the balls were coming down, whatever. But um, I McGuire in, in 99 in Fenway, yeah. that whole scene with the Ted Williams and all the players out there is is – one of the most, I, I mean, one of the best baseball moments in, you know, in our, in our, you know, recent memory. Um, I had Ovi skipping the all-star game every single year since like 2015. <laughs> um, Ovi with Malkin in the breakaway challenge the one year um, where they were like, he was helping each other out and they were giving him like water bottles and stuff like that. Uh, it was also funny because I went back and watched it and Soldier Boy was playing in the background of, of Ovi's breakaway challenge. Um and then I just had Smash Mouth, so mm. I had to I had to get that. There's in there, probably so. some music performances we could have gone into a little bit more. They went along with All Star Games. Yeah, like didn't Shaq do a DJ set at like the All Star Game in Miami a couple years ago? Oh, another one. I mean, yes, he did. You could have done Embiid catching that home run at the Home Run Derby in Miami, and him holding up the ball in the outfit. Like you remember that he was in like the Miami Club or whatever that little nightclub they have in left field. I. He like I, caught, he picked up a baseball. Like he caught one somehow, and the camera showed him. And people were like, "Oh shit, that's Joel Embiid!" Like huh. you could have could have taken like rooting for a kid to get smoked by a line drive oh, every time, or or every or no matter where it's, you are, some kid being like, "I could catch every ball." Like I I track everyone down. It is so inevitable that one of these kids is going to get absolutely smoked by a line drive and these yeah. home run derbies run around the I'm, outfield. It's amazing. I'm surprised it, it doesn't happen It's amazing yet. it hasn't happened yet. They're also, they're very quick to cut away now because I think they're scared of getting a 12 year old hit in the head. By they do cut away very quickly. Like I think they know, you know, we have to show these balls going out there, but we can't, we can't show we this kid getting hit. Could have done Robinson Cano going over mm-hmm. in Kansas city. With his, the whole dad, his dad pitching to him, right? Because they didn't take like they didn't put like Billy Butler in instead. Yeah, oh yeah, Billy, Billy Beer League Butler. Yeah. They wanted that guy in there so bad. Who who could forget Carl Hubble uh, striking out Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and Joe Cronin in, in succession? Oh, at the I'll never forget. All Star game. Who could yeah. forget? I dreamed could've, about that. Could have done Pedro. Pedro ninety nine for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. You guys want to hear the winning managers from the Celebrity All-Star Softball game? All time? Kenny Mayne. Kenny Mayne, Harold Reynolds, Kenny Mayne, Kenny Mayne, Harold Reynolds, John Crutt, Kenny Mayne, Mike Greenberg, Mike Greenberg, Goose Goshage, James Denton, Rick Sutcliffe, Boomer Esiason. James Denton? Nobody. James Rob Riggle, Jamie Foxx, Jenny Finch, Jamie Foxx, Jenny Finch. Jamie Foxx and Jenny Finch have exchanged it since 2016. <laughs> I love this I wonder, game. I wonder who the, the – wonder who will get this here. It's mm, a good question. Also, uh, by the way, real quick, John Sterling just called a, a replay. They showed a replay, and he called it as a live home run because he's broadcasting the Yankees game from home, and they're in Seattle. He thought the replay was live, and he called it as a home run. Yikes. <laughs> tough scene. That's great. Sorry. Let's take a quick peek at the rosters for this year. In the meantime, <clears throat> fun fact that I, some people may not realize, there was like a four- or five-year span in the early sixties where MLB had two all-star games per year. Yeah. That's why Willie Mays has made what? Like 38. No, it would no, it's <laughs> like 
Willie Mays was like, or like Hank Aaron was that like, I can't believe we don't hear more about that when they do the Hardo uh, Hall of Fame debates. Mm -hmm. I guess all those people are now in the in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, Your um, All Star uh, celebrity softball game roster: Quavo, JoJo Siwa, Steve Aoki, Ross Butler, Noah Beck. Steve Aoki. Noah Beck, Charles Melton. God, they're really trying to get young people to watch with Joe, JoJo Siwa, Noah Beck. That's just like two. Who's Noah Beck? He's a TikToker. Charles Melton's on Riverdale. There's another one. Um, Residente, a Puerto Rican rapper. Blake Gray, that's another That's another TikTok YouTuber. The Miz, Kane Brown, <laughs> Karamo, DK Metcalf, JID, Derek, oh, man. Derek White, CC Sabathia. Jenny Finch is back again. I wonder if they pay her an appearance fee. They have to because is is it still Pepsi? Something uh, is with Pepsi. They're MLB, right? Right now, MLB. Yeah, yeah. I think she has probably. Probably. Why do ads keep popping? Post.com. Hunter Pence, Larry Walker, Vinny Castilla. Oh, give me Vinny. Give me, give me Larry Walker. Fucking yeah, Larry Walker hitting mammoth. Yeah, DK Metcalf. Is he from Colorado? Um, probably. I don't know. He's from Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi. Do you think Nesquik <laughs> just kind of put him in there? Maybe, Maybe, yeah, could be. God, I cannot wait for for people over twenty two to have no clue who people like Noah Beck and Blake Gray are. That's going to be awesome. Hmm. All for the young people, and then and and young people have no idea who. Um, We'll have like no idea who I don't know. Actually, everybody in here. Who the I fuck is Vinny Castillo? Oh, that's, that's true. Or Larry Walker. Um, Hunter Pence. Yeah. That's wow. like three days ago. Yeah. It's a little soon for Hunter Pence. <laughs> well, that's really I mean, he, 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 he wanted to make sure he could play in this game. Good timing by him. I suppose. When you can play in the celebrity softball game, you retire from the real game. Yeah, there's no going back. I would love to play in this game, and I I would be horrible because I don't play like, not don't play softball or baseball. I would train for this. This would be sick to be in. <laughs> when when the X fifty two podcast when the All Star Games comes back to Baltimore and the X fifty two podcast is exploded, I hope we're in this game. Mm. I think that's a good goal. I'm gonna start that campaign that's, right now. Let's throw let's. Let's talk offline about that. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll How to make this podcast reach that level. Reach that level. Uh, we won't reveal those plans on air. Uh, thank you to Fed Thriller, as always, for sponsoring the Starting Five segment. Exit 52 is the promo code. If you go to Fed Thrill, um, you get 20% off everything on the site. Uh, thanks to Fed Thrill for all of their support. Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland, person of the week, RDT. Uh, I am going Shohei Otani because – I can't stop watching him, and he's so much fun. Um, just at the record today for most most home runs in a season by a Japanese player. Uh, it was 31 by Hideki uh, Matsui coming into the year. He's at 32, and we have, a week, we, we have a couple of days till the All-Star break. So it's, it's insane what he's doing. Um, and, oh, like, oh, not a, not a big deal. He also, he's also pitching, and he's really damn good at that. And, no, it's not the same as you in high school pitching to the worst high school in your in your goddamn county, and then hitting too. Like he's doing it against major leaguers, and he's very good. So he's he's fun to watch every night, and and he's a special talent. Good pick. That's not breaking news there or anything, though. Banks. 
He's tremendous. I mean, yeah, just to add on to that, he's tremendous. I am almost he's he's doing it so much, like hitting these home runs and doing all these things that I'm almost like tired of it. I was gonna say I haven't it's seen like Otani fatigue yet, but 15 home runs in his last 20 games. Yeah, you just gotta tip your cap. Um, my pick for this week is going to be Maryland beaches, specifically Maryland public beaches. I spent the last handful of days in New Jersey. This could be a little bit of a go-off game. In New Jersey, where there's a family reunion of sorts from my mom's side, um, you have to have a badge to go on the beach. And this, I know this is this can change from town to town, but this is, at least for a good chunk of New Jersey, this is consistent. You're going to name the town? To, you have to, Spring Lake. There you have to show, and Belmar, this is another place I went to, you have to show a badge to basically like a bouncer at the entrance to the beach in order to access the beach. It is the most high snobbery nonsense that I've ever seen. The beach is for the people. Mm. Are you kidding me? You don't understand. Yeah. It's nonsense. That's why it's called a public beach. You come to Maryland, you know, the beach is all yours. The beach is for me. The beach is for you. The beach is Mm -hmm. for everyone. And it's nonsense. I, they're trying to like weed out uh, riffraff and all that kinds of stuff. You can't take coolers on the beach. I mean, they're they're living in 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 communism up there. It's it's Nazi Nazi New Jersey up there. It's nonsense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So it gave me an opportunity to appreciate what we have in this great state of Maryland, um, where beaches are not not exclusive and. Um, Really, just come back to the general notion that the beach, the beach is for the people. For the people, I agree. I think that's because you have and fair. you have to pay for that pass too, don't you? Yes, you have to pay like a hundred ten dollars for the first the summer half of the or whatever summer. it is. First half of the summer. That's yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Yeah, exactly. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, I'm gonna take. Um, I, re- I saw this story today. I did not know this was happening until I was scrolling Twitter today. Drew Forrester, who's the head golf coach at That's my alma mater, Calvert Hall, mm-hmm. playing That's in the it. U.S. Senior Open, qualified for the U.S. Senior Open in uh, Omaha, playing this weekend. Former uh, sports talk radio host and um, golf coach of the greatest high school in America. He's so, still, he does stuff with Press Box, too. So he's buddies does he? with okay, Clark. There yeah. Yep. There you go. I've met him a bunch of times. He, he's an awesome guy. He's a very nice guy. And yeah, I mean, never it, met it's been but fun shout, to keep up with it the last couple never of weeks. met him, but shout out to a hall, man. I'm always going to get that on the show. So. That's one that I've had like in the back of my head, like, oh, we got to talk about that at some point. And then it just keeps coming up. And I had it. I had, I believe it's this, it's this week. He played like weekend. a practice round with Bernard Langer. And, yeah. Uh, I read the article. No so. big deal. Yeah. So hopefully he plays well. And that's a hell of an experience to get. Um, so good for him. Uh, honorable mention for me is the UFC. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, Saturday. Should be full of Wego. That's my honorable mention. UFC. UFC has been back for a while and was back before anything and during the pandemic. They've been putting on sick events. This is going to be the crowning jewel in the return from really? the pandemic. Yeah, this, this thing is going to be Fuego on Saturday. So back in Vegas, 20,000. Honorable mentions for you guys. Um, I got Tim Robinson for I Think You Should Leave Season 2, which is – I've talked about it before. It's one of the funniest shows on TV. I was hysterically crying watching it last night. Um, 
It's just so funny. If, if how much it, is it? How many? How many hours? I, I, I haven't even finished the season. I'm three episodes in, and I've cried at two different episodes. Gotcha. The the first episode starts off so hot. Um, it's, I mean, it's just so funny. There's so many. There's so many good uh, sketches and quotes already. It's, and I know they're like flooding. Um, they're like flooding Twitter and social media. But all I'm gonna say is. Uh, don't let them cancel corn cob TV. You'll you'll see if you watch it. Sure. Which, which every, sure it's very it. silly. Yeah. Very silly. Very quirky. Uh could give an honorable mention to Aaron Wiggins, who has decided to stay in the draft. Thank you for your service. Um I will also throw one out to my friend Mike Myers for picking up my lunch at the turn during our round of golf the other mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I was also, I was also, I was also in there. He paid for it. Just gonna say, just gonna say thank you, Mike. Wow! Wow! Another shout out for Mike. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there was some, there was some controversy there. You, that you were, you were seen as a bit ungrateful, but uh, it's really well, coming around here. It's really coming around well, here. Well, we'll see. Uh, We'll see if he even listens to this thing. So we will see. That is a very, 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 very. See what I do. You see very, what I did there? Nice way to do it. Kind of uh, put him in a box we'll there. See. I do know we have some people that could theoretically tell him, uh, who I know listen so, to the show. So don't do don't that. Tell him. Don't tell him. If we'll he, if see. He, we'll see if uh, if he's still is, holding a grudge about this or if, that is uh, very nicely done. <laughs> that is very, very nicely done. Um. I have a brief thing, and I I did not plan on talking about this coming in to the show. I believe it's something I've talked about on this show before. It's definitely something I've discussed with both of you guys before. Um, and it was it is a go off. It is a one thousand percent a go off king. Um, so if unless you guys have ones, we will end the show with this. But I think you guys will have takes on this. So I think this is a good discussion to end it. And it was sparked by a tweet uh, within the last hour from the Washington Capitals. Um, oh no, did they? No. Why are we are congratulating opposing teams on winning championships from other team accounts in those leagues? You can give me the, the you know, have some, you know, work be, being class or congratulated argument. Shut up. Shut up. Why are you congratulating? I, I'm going through the teams right now so far. The Seattle Kraken, who take a seat, <laughs> <laughs> the Calgary Flames, the Caps, and the Buffalo Sabres have all congratulated the Tampa Bay Lightning on their consecutive Stanley Cup championships. Your fans do not want to hear that. Your fans do not want to hear that. I don't care how nice you are. You want to, you know, be looked at as classy and you get some, you know, get some easy engagements. I get it. We're in the game. I get it. You're trying to get engagements. This is easy. Everyone's, oh, this is so nice. Shut up. Shut up. Stupid. Stupid. Can you imagine if Duke won the national championship in basketball, we went on Terrapin Hoops, we were like, congrats to Duke, I went in the national like, Stop, NHL. Stop being so nice to each other. Stop being so nice to each other. MLS I, I, teams do the same thing. I like, was going to say, I feel like it only happens in the NHL because they're like, they want to keep up the like, wow, this sport, look at this, greatest wow, sport in the world. You yeah, know? oh my God. They all shake hands. They all shake hands at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you oh, great job, Caps. In- you guys laid an absolute egg in consecutive playoffs. And for consecutive playoffs, you've congratulated an East Coast rival on winning the Stanley Cup. You the, stink. The top, the top quote retweet from the Caps, 
Other teams shouldn't congratulate other teams winning the cup when your fan base is living in misery of not being able to accomplish what Tampa did because we have an owner who disrespected a, high, a Hall of Fame coach to pay a cheap assistant. Spoiler, that didn't work out. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, you're on the list. <laughs> there. Uh, at oh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I do like – not that I will defend them doing this last year. They just retweeted their tweet congratulating them from last year, which is sort of – It's kind of funny. Which is uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek. So I, I, will, I, will, I will renege a bit of criticism on the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, at NBC Sports PR just, uh, just tweeted out an image of their NHL NBC logo and just said, thank you, comma, NHL. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're just I like that. It's over. Just, we're done. The NHL <laughs> and NBC out. is over. The NHL and NBC is over. Very sad. Good era for the NHL. That was very. I think the NHL and NBC did a very nice job. Now I'm not a hardcore hockey guy, and I know that I'm sure there are people. People hate freaking Pierre, but like the I always thought their coverage was very good. I agree, and I hope that Patrick Sharp finds his way onto our television screens in the future. I would think a lot. I would think the people not announced for the ESPN crew, the ESPN, where they've announced like their full group is going to be heading right to Turner Sports so they want an opportunity or an NHL network. Yeah. Or an NHL network. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm just literally sitting here searching every team's Twitter. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets. By the they way. congratulated one of their former players. Mm. Oh. Both hey, of these rough, rough couple days for the for the Mickey Blue Jackets. Yeah, cups. rough couple days for the Blue Jackets. That's a I'm terrible story. That's just very very sad. Very very sad. What about the Dallas Stars? But yeah, I mean, I I just I really I I, I truly Dallas Stars is it October yet? I like that. Starting the next season. I was gonna say, Caps tweeted the second part of their tweet to like. But something about like, all right, it's summertime now. Next year is ours. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. Detroit Red Wings, you're on the list. Yeah, literally. Detroit Red Wings, biggest losers in the NHL. You're on the list. Well, not historically, but. Um, <laughs> uh, Florida Panthers. Let's see what you guys got. Nope, nothing. Good job. Nashville Predators. Are we really going to go through the entire no, roster? We're no, we're not. We're not. We're absolutely not. I was just doing that to see when one of you guys would stop me. Needless <laughs> to say, needless to say, I'm going to say this every year. I'm going to do – I will do this when the Suns win in four next week, and we will see which NBA teams congratulate them on their championship. And I will run that. I will I will put them through this too. And, and, and look, there's certainly an argument for it, for cheap engagements. I'm fine with that. That's what your argument – don't agree with it. Stop, Caps. Stop laying eggs. Stop tweeting. Stop. There you go. That's all I got. You can follow the guys on social media at Barstool Banks, <laughs> at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow the podcast at X52Podcast on Twitter, at X52Podcast on Instagram. We will not be congratulating any other podcast for anything. I take that back. We could probably do that if we want. I don't know if we've ever done that. Uh, we probably won't. Probably won't. Probably won't. But congrats to the Lightning. But from no, that 52. Oh, no, no, I don't. No, no, no. I, I don't condone it. I, I just threw my pen down. Uh, I don't know why I'm holding this Sometimes I just hold this pen and I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just hold the pen. I'm wearing sunglasses right now. Uh, make sure to rate and review the pod. Subscribe. Um, tell everyone about it. Thanks again to Fed Thrill for, for sponsoring the starting five segment. And we will see you 
next time. Make sure to join everybody. Home Run Derby, Jimmy Seafood, Watch Party. I believe both of you two um, fine gentlemen will be there, correct? Uh, likely so. Normally I when I say I'm going to go, I'll be there. So I will wow. be there. Wow. Wow. Maybe publicly, but not in personal conversation because sheesh. No, I'll be there. I've never, I'm, I'm not a big, you know, go back on my word guy. We'll let that out there for the podcast listeners to ponder mm. as we head towards next week, Monday night, Trey Mancini, go to Jimmy Seafood and watch. We'll see you next time on the XFT2 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.